2: From KQED Public Radio in San Francisco, this is Forum. I'm Scott Schaefer. And today for Mina Kim, Governor Gavin Newsom has chosen East Bay Assemblyman Rob Bonta to be the state's next attorney general.
0: Is an incredibly important office in the cause of, yes, racial justice, social justice, economic justice, environmental justice. By the way, all things professionally since 2012, Rob Bonta has been on the forefront of as well.
2: Bada joins us to talk about his vision for the job. Then President Joe Biden unveiled his much anticipated plan to rebuild the nation's infrastructure. We'll discuss the plan and the politics next on Forum, right after this news.
1: Welcome to Forum, I'm Scott Schaefer,
2: and today for Mina Kim and we begin this hour with the man likely to be California's next Attorney General, East Bay Assemblyman Rob Bonta, known as a strong supporter of criminal justice reform, was nominated by Governor Newsom to replace Javier Becerra as AG, perhaps the second most powerful job in state government after the governor. Assemblyman Bonta will take the job once he's confirmed by the state legislature, which is a near certainty and Assemblyman Bonta joins us now. Good morning, welcome. Good morning, Scott. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, listen, I you know a lot of people probably outside your district don't know you that well, uh, and, and let me just say for background, you were born in the Philippines. You came here as I think at the age of two months. Uh, your mom, Cynthia, was a union organizer. Both parents, I think, were social justice uh, warriors. I think we might say working with Cesar Chavez and others. How do you think that background, as a young kid, and now uh, now the nominee to be Attorney General, is going to s- sort of guide you as Attorney
1: General. Scott, my parents are my heroes. They've been my biggest supporters and my biggest inspiration. And whether it be my father going to Selma uh, to march and organize for voting rights and civil rights and standing with Martin Luther King Jr. or both my parents working in the United Farm Workers of America headquarters in La Paz outside of Bakersfield in the Tehachapi Mountains and uh, fighting for fair working conditions and better wages for our incredible farm workers, or my mom fighting for the restoration of democracy in the Philippines after the declaration of martial law by Ferdinand Marcos and all the humanitarian uh, and hum- uh, human rights abuses that uh, were part of that that reign. Uh, my parents have really inspired me to fight for everyday people, to make lives better, to fight injustice and to right wrongs and that's my fuel that's my fire that's why i got into public service because too many people are mistreated hurt harmed abused victimized and they need a champion and the california attorney general and it'll it'll be an incredible honor if i have the opportunity to be confirmed by my colleagues the california attorney general is the attorney for the people and has the opportunity to make the people's fights Uh, the Attorney General's fights. And uh, if I have the honor to serve in this role, um, I will make uh, the fights of Californians my fights and uh, do everything I can to right wrongs and do as much good as I can and help as many people as possible.
2: We, uh, the country really, has been fixated on the trial this week of the former Minneapolis police officer accused of murdering George Floyd. And as a legislator, you've taken on police unions, you supported a bill to have the AG investigate more cases of deadly force by police. And I'm wondering, to the extent that you're following this case, and I'm sure you are, uh, how has the trial affected your thinking about that role you would have
1: as Attorney General? The Derek Chauvin trial has been so powerful in so many ways. Uh, seeing the witnesses testify about how they saw something that just wasn't right, how they felt helpless uh, to, to, to do something, the pain it's caused, the, the tears they shed, in seeing this horrific act, and knowing that the Attorney General in the state of California can do more to address what we know is unacceptable in our nation, in our state. The fact that so many individuals uh, often uh, black and brown men, sometimes boys die during interactions with law enforcement and knowing that it's avoidable and we can do better and we must do better, um, including, um, having more police accountability is is something that I think will be an important part of uh, my role, should I have the honor and privilege of being confirmed as the next California attorney general. And I uh, believe that California's law enforcement personnel are invaluable parts of our communities. And I believe that the vast majority of them want to do what is required to earn and keep the trust of communities and, and accountability is part of that because you can't have trust without accountability but there are many other pieces to helping uh, restore trust in our communities to making our system more fair and more safe we need more resources more training more support for law enforcement we can focus and should focus on on culture change and systems change and uh, supporting our officers to be able to de-escalate and uh, root out explicit and implicit bias um, making sure that we can effectively support uh, victims of hate crimes and prevent them in the first place so there's a lot to do um, and I think that the Attorney General's role in the state of California is a, is a critical part of that.
2: We're talking with East Bay Assemblyman Rob Bonta. He is Governor Newsom's nominee to be the next Attorney General. If you have a comment or question, you can send it via Twitter or Facebook. It's at KQED Forum, uh, or you can email us as well. Um, you know, in some ways, the, the Derek Chauvin-George Floyd case is, is about as clear-cut as it gets, although we'll see if the jury sees it that way. But, you know, there are others that are not so clear. And I'm thinking right here in the Bay Area, Vallejo, the police department there has been heavily criticized for for a number of things, including the shooting uh, last year of a 22-year-old black man named Sean Monterosa. Police said they thought he had a gun. In fact, he was unarmed. He was on his knees with his hands up outside of Walgreens when he was shot and killed. As attorney general, would that be the kind of case you'd be inclined to investigate?
1: as you know i've been nominated not confirmed uh, at this point and i need to But thinking
2: about point. the the legislation that you authored to have these kinds of cases uh, investigated by the AG.
1: Yes, i understand and uh, i i do just want to say i've been nominated not confirmed um if I have the honor of being confirmed, I'll, I'll get fully briefed up and learn all the facts and uh, of cases, including some facts that could be confidential at the moment and that I'm not privy to. And I'll follow the facts and law where they go. And if you, uh, if you want to know what my values are, you need only look at my record. I, I co-authored AB 1506, the bill that required independent, thorough, outside investigations by the Attorney General of officer involved shootings that lead to the death of a Californian. Why? Because I believe uh, that we need to build trust in our communities and we need a police accountability. And that, uh, you know, I've, I've met with uh, family members of those who lost their uh, loved ones in interactions with law enforcement. I've seen the pain. I've seen uh, the hurt. Um, I've seen the tears and, um, we do need to. We need to have a fairer system. We need to have justice. We need to have um, independent and thorough investigations of these officer-involved shootings, um, so that um, justice is done. As you so, know,
2: as the state's top cop, the AG gets put in a hot spot because you're supposed to. You have to work with district attorneys and police and sheriffs, and at the same time, you have advocates. I mean, I'm guessing when you wrote that bill. Uh, you never thought you'd be attorney general. Uh, and and so now you'll be inheriting the rules that uh, you spelled out in that legislation. And a lot of times advocates get frustrated with the attorney general, whether it's Javier Becerra or uh, Kamala Harris, because once they get into that job, they realize it's more complicated than it seemed when they
1: were a legislator
2: or a local official. What, what would you say to them?
1: Uh, I'll first say I have deep respect and admiration for Vice President Harris and Secretary Becetta. I hope to be able to benefit from their guidance and counsel as I um, take on this role, uh, if I am uh, have the honor and privilege of being confirmed. And I am uh, my own person with my own approach. And I, I have, you know, as a legislature, legislator for the last eight plus years, I've spoken with my colleagues. I've heard their concerns, their priorities, and their frustrations as well. And I've been part of um, a really important criminal justice reform effort from the legislature working with uh, community advocates and leaders uh, throughout the state to make our criminal justice system broken in so many parts more fair, more just, uh, more safe. And that will continue to be a top priority for me. To yeah. make sure that we're focusing on criminal justice reform, uh, that, that includes uh, police accountability, uh, that includes going to where the facts and the law lead um, in terms of investigations, um, and it, it touches a lot of components in our, our, our currently broken system.
2: You're nominated for this job at a time when hate crimes, of course, directed at Asian Americans are on the rise. Very concerning. And you were asked about that last week at uh, the announcement of your nomination. Let me just play a shortcut of what you had to say.
1: I've heard people say that there's a hate crime. Let's issue the death penalty. That's not the place to go for me. We have enough enhancements, enough criminalization, enough mass incarceration, enough over-sentencing.
2: I'm just wondering if you've got any Pushback from the Asian American community from those comments, and and what did you talk with your parents about, just in general, about these kinds of crimes directed at uh, your community?
1: I didn't get any pushback for, for that. Uh, I got some uh, expressions of support for the commitment I have and I've shown and and demonstrated to my values. And you know, this is v- very personal for me, Scott. Um, I, I see our API community. I value our API community. I am our API community. I am, uh, as you mentioned, uh, born in the Philippines, a, a proud Filipino American, uh, someone who has felt the sting of, of hatred and discrimination throughout my life and throughout my career. And the API community is in a full on state of emergency and crisis right now. And I talked, uh, to my mother and my, and my father uh, about the many injustices in, in this world that, that they have fought to address and that I would have the opportunity to address should I be confirmed. And recently you may have seen that video uh, of a of a elder Filipina woman being brutally attacked. Uh, when I saw that, I thought of my mom. Um, my mom had has been attacked in the past. She, uh, I've shared that story. Um, Uh, not recently, but years ago. And I I remember how that made me feel. Uh, The rash of API hate crimes and hate violence brought back that memory. I hadn't thought about it in a while. And there is a lot that Attorney General of the state of California can do. There's really important work that can be done to better train our law enforcement to properly identify and investigate Hate crimes to help build stronger and intentional relationships between law enforcement agencies and vulnerable communities to do more to uplift and center victims of hate crimes so they can heal, have the resources they need. Mental health resources, resources to address trauma, culturally competent resources, including in language. Um, we need to do more to address our, our hate crimes reporting. Yeah. Uh, we can use the Ralph and Bain Act and others. Yeah. So there's a lot yeah. to do.
2: Yeah. All right. I know you have to leave us. You've got a lot on your plate. I really appreciate uh, your taking time to talk. And we'll talk with you after you're confirmed, I hope.
1: Thanks for having me, Scott. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care.
2: All right. We're going to take a short break right now. And when we come back, we're going to be talking infrastructure, that $2 trillion plan announced by President Biden.